Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Erin Jensen and Megan Patterson. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan Stories series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of Aesthetic PA, Expert Injector, National trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen, we are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit while making you laugh along the way. Welcome to Through Thick and Skin Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Jensen. And I'm Megan Patterson. And it is the end of 2021. Yes. What happened to this year? I don't know. When I think about like, oh, this past summer, I'm like, oh yeah, 2020. I don't even remember this summer. Like it's yeah. just, it's such a blur from all this pandemic and all the variants the and boosters and downs. And oh yeah no i don't even closed. i love new year's though new year's for me is my favorite holiday it's like you know renewal turning a new leaf i love the symbolism behind it it's your birthday season it is my birthday season capricorn yeah. capricorn you know, in the we, house. we're talking about tattoos a few weeks ago uh-huh. i think i could get it like a capricorn inspired tattoo because i like live the capricorn yeah like life. a dollar sign that's a Capricorn inspired With like tattoo. ram horns on it. Yeah, exactly. or a laptop. Work and money. We <laughs> have the Benny drama. Where, do you ever see? Oh that yeah, one Benny he dramas. Yeah. He he kind of nails it for the Aries one. He kills it. He's he's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I like it. it this closes out like our my holiday season too. So mm-hmm. in my family, it's my husband's birthday in September. Then I have two kids' birthdays in October. Halloween thanksgiving christmas new year's my birthday my son's birthday so we have like five months of the year is like insane yeah and then it's chill and then it's i love new year's resolutions i like making calendars for the year Mm -hmm. i love all of those things yes yes but we are back at it you guys we still have some remaining questions from your q a so this is q a part 10 yes let's close out the year by answering your questions yes for sure okay so i'll kick it off first we're okay. going these are all the questions you guys sent us okay um aaron where's your injector chair from it looks comfy oh thank you very much it is i hope i hope i am pronouncing this right dancero it's dental it's a dental chair they're located in corona mm-hmm. and it's a like mom and pop shop but they make great injecting well they're dental chairs but i like it because it has a tray attached but i do pay for the upgraded memory foam and leather like i pay for like the highest upgrades bowling and you guys you could buy like a honda civic for the price of these chairs yeah they are super expensive but i get so many compliments all the time like how comfortable the chair is yeah also it's gonna last longer like oh, you yeah. bought you bought another injector chair in the beginning it was trash well because i was broke yeah <laughs> started from the bottom now we're here injectorchairdepot.com yeah. is where i got that one from <laughs> now you're supporting local and that that's a pretty slick yeah they do take chair. there's a few weeks lead time on them they're really nice, but I would highly recommend them. Yeah. Dancero. Okay. Cool. 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 What are we asking you? What are we going to ask you? Have you watched any good shows recently? Nope. I lost my Netflix login. <laughs> AKA somebody else changed their password. Yeah, somebody changed their Why am I so cheap? Elle has a Netflix. Uh, well, yeah, I don't want to be searching in Nell's Netflix because it's going to be all like really dark stuff like intervention. And she's going to be like, mommy, why am I watching rehab? You know, so <laughs> no, I'm not going to be look. I just need to, to hunker down and pay for it. But no, I haven't seen Squid Games or none of that. So, I mean, what about you? No, this sounds so crazy. I do not watch shows or TV. Yeah. Like 
Unless it has that like androgynous looking dude in it. What's his name? Killian. Oh, yeah. Murphy. No, I um. the only time I ever watch TV is when you come over and you watch like, I love watch it. 90 Day Fiance. I or, love it. It's like my okay. guilty pleasure. 90 Day Fiance till the day I die. The other day, Megan came over and you turned on Alaskan Outback. Or like right. the last Alaskan. Yes. And so my husband, Ryan, was like. I was up until two in the morning. I couldn't stop watching it. It's addictive. <laughs> I love that type of like homeward bound He's like, stuff. Yeah, Aaron, this one guy, he bought a plane. He's like 22 all by himself. Just like chilling out Living there, out there. Yes. yes. He's like, but he survived better because there was no snow and they couldn't snowmobile. I'm like, whoa, dude, you got super deep into this. No, I'm like, so I don't know. I just like have so much other stuff going on and mm-hmm. I prioritize over TV. And I think that's, I get the question, like, how do you, how do you do a lot of what you do? Mm-hmm. It's because I guess I don't have make time for that recreation. I don't know. That's just like but my no, personal thing. I think thing. we're also fr- we 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 don't veg. Like you and I don't really veg. Like we're like looking stuff up or creating lists or like organizing or whatever. Like we don't just like sit and click away at uh-uh. the TV. That's just never been my vibe at no. all. Same. Same same same. Okay, Aaron. So, oh, I love this question because <laughs> they're not going to like the answer. What's the best treatment to shrink pores? Oh, Okay, so you cannot shrink pores. Pores are like your nose size is just genetic. But you can make your skin look better, which can make your pores look smaller. Mm-hmm. So one, you got to exfoliate. Exfoli- mm-hmm. Exfoliate all day long. Well, not all day long, but make sure you're doing it often. Yeah. So there are physical exfoliators like scrubs or treatments you can do in the office like microdermabrasion or facials. Or there are chemical exfoliators at home, things like glycolic acid, lactic acid, retinols. You can do chemical peels. You can do laser treatments. That is going to be the number one thing if you have large pores. You know, and and I think facials are really slept on because you want to extract anything that is stuck in your large pore. For sure. When the hole's bigger, it's more likely to collect junk. Mm-hmm. So when you're, they're clean, they're exfoliated, it's going to look way better. Microneedling, I also think is really good on mm-hmm. kind of look, making the skin look a little bit tighter. Again, it's all more these optical illusions, but all of those things can really help with the skin. Yeah. So anybody who says it's going to shrink your pores, it's kind of misleading. It's just going to make the appearance of them seem smaller. So there you go. Okay. Ask me. Okay. Oh, we, well, we kind of like talked about travel in the last one, but like, what is your favorite vacation spot? Oh, you guys already know Mexico, but I'll... like where in Mexico get like on a micro level with Mexico no, well, because I love Mexico City. I love the museums. I love the nightlife. I love the restaurants in Mexico City. Well, I love yeah, the Mexico walkability. City's one. Like... Mexico City's one. But then I also really enjoy Cabo with my like bougie friends. And then I also really love, you know, like Shpuha with you, my even more bougie friend. I know we're going back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait for my birthday. I cannot wait for that. Um, but no, actually, I was just—I was telling my dad. He was asking me where he should go, and Portugal was amazing. Mm. I had a blast in Portugal. Portugal was like a great mix of history, beautiful architecture, good food. The price was right. It was different. I mean, I went to Barcelona. No, I went to Madrid after that. And I was not really stoked on Madrid, to be honest. I felt like Madrid was where like all the other Europeans came to like party and get wasted. And I was like, I want to meet like Spaniards. I want to hang out with Spaniards. And it was just a whole bunch of drunk Dutch kids. (laughs) I wasn't about that. But Portugal, the guys were so handsome. Like as soon as I walked out the airport and there was like a line of taxi drivers waiting for me, they all looked like soccer players, (laughs) like pro soccer players. Dark hair, Ooh. nice skin, like dark hair, dark eyes, nice olive complexion, like fit. Oh my god, they all drove like Ben's taxi cabs. They were so smoking hot. But then also, I went to like a really cool museum, walked around everywhere. Um, so I, I loved, I loved Portugal. So I would say look into that. It's kind mm-hmm. of like if you've been, if you 
been to Spain, check out Portugal. Okay. You know, something different. But um, I mean, do you have a favorite vacation place? I think Mexico. Yeah. I am more of the, I like something easy to get Mm -hmm. to, uh, convenient. I don't love to travel for like 10, 15 hours. Like that kind of stresses me out being Mm -hmm. gone and being gone so long. I love like a three, a place I can go for three nights Mm -hmm. and like just do it really good. And I think Mexico has that. It's just like the culture's great. Food's great. They get hospitality too. Yeah, for sure they do. Totally get it. They do. Yeah, mom got back from Cancun and she was like blown away. She was like, "I love Mexico." She's like, "They were so nice to us and they remembered our names." Do you know what mom said? She's like, "At work, she she sounded like a kid that had just uh, traveled or studied abroad." She's like, "At work, I just can't stop saying Buenos Dias." (laughs) I'm like, "Okay, mom." She's like, "She's like, I want to learn Spanish now." I'm like, "I feel you on that deeply." Okay, Aaron, I got a question for you. This is spicy. Aaron, how do you feel about dermatologists that throw shade or undermine PAs? You know, oh my gosh, to like really explain it better. The American Academy of Dermatologists, they like have this big push about like anti-mid-levels and they're just kind of like pushing their like propaganda with things. And it's funny because if you ask, it's a double-edged sword. All those PAs that kind of throw shade or all the dermatologists that throw shade, they typically have PAs or NPs that work for them because they make them a lot of money. Like, and you and you see kind of the grunt work. So why wouldn't you do that? Yep. But on the flip side, there is this. Um, well, what's going on is a lot of these big HMO clinics, these big dermatology practices, hire PAs or NPs right out of school. They're not trained. They pay them shit and they provide bad medical care because they're not trained so i don't agree with that either so there has to be this in between where you have to have experience you have to go through really good training so i see what they're saying but when you give a blanket statement of you know only let a dermatologist do your botox i think that's totally incorrect but on the flip side when you're like oh any pa should be able to see the most complicated dermatology issues i disagree with that too yeah so i think you have to find a happy medium with it yeah for sure i love that okay megan Let's see. Oh, let's get you a little um, hot and bothered here. Megan, do you get frustrated or angry when you hear products and or devices that compare their results to Botox? Because I do. <laughs> yeah. I've talked about this, you guys, on like scams and shams. Scams like, and shams. Anybody who thinks like one of those occlusive bandages will remove your crow's feet are full of shit. And it's <laughs> it's really predatory to sell to sell that. Also, I just question like, what do you have against Botox? Like, what did Botox do to you to make you hate it so much? And going back to you mentioning like you created this training course because you want every injector to be good. Like mm-hmm. you're not trying to hold back on some secret because if all the injectors were good, it's like hair. Like, yeah. What if there were some really bad hairstylists that like made you look all brassy and weird and stuff? And you'd be like, oh, I don't dye my hair because that shit makes me look fucked up. Where it's like, no, everyone, there was like a consistent training program and everyone does a great job for the most part. It's like Botox needs to get a good rep and not a bad rep. And yes. I, I think it's just, you know, I just, I'm bothered by the fact that like people sell, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Mm hmm. Bottom line. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to kind of spread the awareness that like, Botox doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think the more you bring it up at dinners and at parties when you're in an enclosed space, you'll find out that like all of your girls do it or they want to. Yes. And they're like afraid to. Yes. Like I was pulled aside at a club the other night and they're like, I want to do Botox. Where do we go? Like, what do we need to do? We're so scared. This out of the other. I'm like, it's okay. Calm down. <laughs> it's not that serious. It's not like you're getting a facelift, you know, and if you hate it, it's done in three months. But I'm telling you, it's. It's one of those things where I think I, I hope that it'll become as common as getting highlights. 
Yes. I was getting like. It's just the connotation of the shot itself. Mm -hmm. If it was a cream or a laser or a wand you put on top of the skin, it wouldn't have that bad of a connotation. No, but unfortunately, wrinkles don't relax that way. No, they don't. It is deeper. (laughs) Getting that muscle. Okay, let's see, Erin. Oh, this is a cute one. Erin, what were your favorite rotations in PA school? Ooh, okay. I liked my orthopedic rotation. It was fun because I kind of knew a little bit because I was an ortho tech beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I felt really you were good. stunting. I was a little bit, a little bit, Megan, a little bit. <laughs> there one time a cast tech didn't show up for his shift. You're like, put me in coach. Yeah. I'm ready to cast. <laughs> and it was a, as an arrowhead where, where mom works. Oh, Arrow, um, arrowhead regional. And so I was like, I know how to cast. And I was just like whipping out like hip spica cast, like an ain't no thing. What? Like, oh, wait, a hip spica? That sounds like a rapper's name. <laughs> Here comes the hip spiker. <laughs> um, okay, so I like that one. You know, I liked all the one at the county hospitals. I liked LA County. I did trauma surgery um, there. And what was crazy Wait, was- they allowed you to be in the surgery room? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so it was half trauma surgery, but then it was half breast cancer surgery. It was just, it was this crazy rotation, but we saw just like feet that have been like broken off in car accidents, like ankle hanging out thread, like gunshots. I was in like a, like a young teenager, like gunshot victim. That was, that was, um, awful. There was an earthquake during one of the surgeries we were in. And it was, it was just all just did it buzz like an operation, (laughs) you know, like the game operation was like, when you're trying to get the bone out, No, but it was like, (laughs) it was all shaken. And then it just, cause you're on the like 13th floor or something in County, the old County building. So yeah, anything at a county hospital, a lot of times in rotations, you think, oh, I want, I want to go to like the bougie private office at Cedars. <laughs> County's lit. No, they're, they just <laughs> throw you in like, go suture that. I'm like, I don't know how to suture. They're like, and go, there's the supplies. I'm like, okay, I'll figure this out. So yeah. That is any wild. I just bust out some crazy glue and be like, you know what? I don't want to oh, leave a you scar. You know what's the worst is, well, I also did my OB rotation in a county hospital. Mm-hmm. They go, go do, the, go do that pap smear. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, relax <laughs> you're like take a deep breath in yep. and exhale <laughs> and you just uh, shove it in yep i got this yep. heck no heck no i remember i had this lady she was like in her late 40s and she thought she was going through menopause and then she ended up being pregnant oh did you break the news I that had she was to, as a student how awful was that i probably did it so poorly and she's like who is this 24 year old you're like hey you're like putting your hair behind your ears you're like hey <laughs> I know this is crazy, right? But um, you're never going to believe this. But please don't be mad at me. Yeah. Okay? Like, you promise you won't be mad at me? Okay. Um, You're knocked up. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? And, and you're like, overseers like, Aaron, what the fuck? No, they're not even in the room with you. Yeah. They're, they're just sitting in a back room just like watching TV. You're like, I know, right? That's crazy. But I'm so yeah. excited for you. Do you want yeah. a girl or a boy? <laughs> That's how I would deliver the news if I was a 24-year-old oh PA student. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Good times. All right, Megan, let's see. How do you keep morale high in the work environment? Oh, well that I think is, I I mean, that's a question for you as well, because you are a business owner leader, like the, you know, like the livelihood of your employees, like is on you. For me, um, if I'm like, as an employee, like I either have to shift my perspective and be grateful and appreciate the job for what it is. Cause I've had jobs where I'm like, this is a slog. Like this is just day in, day out. And I have two choices. I can leave and quit, or I can be grateful and just be like, this is good. Cause the money's really good. Or this is good. Cause of my resume 
or whatever. So it's really all about your perspective, the employee's perspective, mm -hmm. because if you don't want to be there, everyone can tell. And it's just stinky when you hate your job and you're there showing up, slamming stuff on the desk and being like, uh, uh, and just being a bad attitude, being a bad apple. It sucks. It's just like, yeah. So I would just say like, if you don't like your job and you don't have a good enough reason to stick around, then leave, do everybody a favor. Cause it stinks up the morale. <laughs> Just quit. I mean, how do you boost morale? Well, I'm laughing because, well, like, what if it's a, what if you were in charge of that work environment and everyone's pissed off? I mean, obviously, I would look at why is everyone pissed exactly, off? Exactly. Yeah. Is everyone pissed off because they're overworked? Yes, yes, yes. They don't get the validation or the yes. appreciation, you yes. know? I mean, there's some people that have unreasonable expectations. Like, you want me to congratulate you for showing up on time? Like, no. But like, if they don't feel like, like they do a solid and you don't give them a thank you or buy them coffee or like buy them lunch or do some little thing that makes them feel appreciated. And if everyone has poor morale, then you got to look at what's going on in the environment. Yes, yes, exactly. I think as someone who's running a business, you have to make sure everyone does feel appreciated mm -hmm. and just letting them know that. But then, yeah, like you said, on the flip side, as an employee, you have to realize you're not going to be validated for everything. And I think there's like, you know, it's generational a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. That, you know. I like Sean's laughing in the background. Oh, of yeah. Everyone's so like, I showed up for work on time. Where's yeah. my work? And yeah. you showed up on time, meaning at seven o'clock, you should have been here 50 minutes early. Mm -hmm. I'm just a hard, I'm a hard ass like that. Yes. Oh my. Yeah. That's all. That's all I can say about that. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, making sure you're doing good stuff, but it has to be a give and take. Whereas an employee, you got to like bust it out a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why. You might be in the position you're in, you know, like as a medical provider or manager, you know, you are giving responsibilities and that's like your expectation is to fulfill those. Mm -hmm. You don't get a pat on the back every time you have a successful day of doing Botox injections. Or if you, know? you have to like stay a little later, it's like, that's the name of the game. You, yeah. you got, you know, like hopefully you're paid accordingly. And so you got to act accordingly. Yes, exactly. A little more skin in the game. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So I got a question for you. Sure. Let's see. Will you need a new PA in a year? Oh. Joking, not joking. I always need new PAs. Okay, so I need um I need one before I know I need one. I always I always do. You know, I'm sure you know we're recording this slightly in advance, and I'm sure I'll probably need one soon enough. I actually have a PA. We've had some conversations and I don't have room for her anywhere, but I'm trying to make room for her somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, when I meet the person that I think is good, I will figure out a way to bring you into the company, whether mm -hmm. it's like manager, medical assistant, provider. But so, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm not going to be a medical assistant because I'm a PA. I'm asking if you're hiring oh, PAs. No, what I'm saying is like a, a person, like any person. It's mm. not like a PA to be a medical assistant, even though we did have one start out that way. And now she's like running one of our offices. But yeah, send your send your resume to careers. I get the treatment.com. And when I'm ready, I, that's where I look first. And then I go from there. Mm -hmm. And you should attend one of my trainings and become one of my patients. And you got to know me. Slither in, you got to slither into her life. Somehow. Like Bring me a female. resume with a <laughs> mint green bow on it. Like uh, one of our um, providers Nurses did. Yeah. Did. You, yeah. Yeah. No, I, we're, we're growing. So for sure. Okay, cool. For sure. All right. Good to know. So, yep. Just keep an eye out. Send your stuff in. Mm -hmm. Okay. You kind of touched on this on a previous episode, but can you do microneedling and microdermabrasion and dermaplaning and appeal all at once? No. <laughs> on the face at the same time? No, you'll you will you will look like a skeleton. Yes. Cuz you'll have no face left. Cuz those are all exfoliating procedures. Yeah, those right? are, I mean, I get it. Some people who are like I'm visiting from the Bay Area, I got to get it all done. It's like, well, there's only so much you could do and so much your skin can tolerate. So, you could do like a lactic acid peel and a dermaplane. Mm -hmm. That's possible. 
or you could do just a Jesner's and maybe Botox. I don't know if she asked that question, but really it's like, just, just get on the same page with like the, the front desk person or the esthetician and like plan your weeks out. So mm -hmm. like, this is when you get a chemical peel. This is when you get microdermabrasion. This is when you get dermaplaning because you have a hot, sexy event and you want to look glowed up and fuzz free, etc. So no, you can only do like, the only thing you can combine with is a lactic acid peel and a dermaplane or a lactic acid peel and a derma sweep, but everything else you got to take it easy. Mm -hmm. You can't be doing all that. Yeah. Okay. Question for you, Aaron. Oh, this is a good question. I have a darker skin tone and I cannot get rid of the hyperpigmentation around my neck. Is there a treatment for that? Like in the rings of her neck, I think is what she said. Yes. Saying. So the short answer is no, there is not a quick lightning treatment to it. So typically hyperpigmentation around the neck is a condition called acanthosis nigricans. And so that's a condition where areas of the body will darken, typically the neck area, front and back of the neck, underarm, groin area, sometimes on weird places like the chest, mm -hmm. but it is typically a condition that is either pre-diabetic or prone to excess weight. Mm -hmm. um, so the the main way, and the, again, without diagnosing you or seeing you, I'm talking about like the majority of patients that have that condition. That's what it is, but not saying it is 100%. Mm -hmm. So with that, the way you actually fix the hyperpigmentation is by, you know, checking on if you are pre-diabetic or diabetic or losing weight. Mm -hmm. And so that's much easier said than done, but that you have to do that first. No amount of lasers or bleaching cream or lightening cream will lighten that condition unless you take care of the underlying metabolic conditions first. So can't you just like scrub it with buff it up scrub? No. Scrub it off? No, no. Hmm. It's deeper. It's much deeper than that. I mean, you can do exfoliative treatments to it, like a scrub, retinol, chemical peels, but you know, it's nothing's going to really budget until you take care of the underlying problem. Well, another girl had a question. What can we use for dark pits? Armpits. Is that the same thing? Kind of same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, armpits, again, that's something you should go see a dermatologist for to evaluate, to make a diagnosis of what it is. If it is that acanthosis nigricans, or say if it's darkening from irritation from shaving, you can think about laser hair removal, or if it's just genetically dark, mm -hmm. then you're just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Um, but again, you can buy colic pads too, but I would have an evaluation before you spend a lot of money on products and treatments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good to know. Oh, this is a good one. How can men take care of their skin when they have facial hair? Are they supposed to have a different regimen than um, me or like than a lady? No, you know, men actually, they actually age a little bit slower because they do have the facial hair. Every time they shave, it exfoliates the their skin. Um, but no. Oh, well, I shave my mustache too. So <laughs> in between seeing Steph Ruby, the electrolysis, <laughs> electrologist. So that's why you look so good. Yes, exactly. No, men just, they treat their skin the same way. You know, um, they're probably not going to put on wrinkle cream under their beard, but the rest of their face above the beard, if they need retinol or moisturizers or eye cream, no, they're, we're just going to treat their skin needs. Mm-hmm and work around the hair and how do they get a facial with a beard oh they can just they just do it on the upper part of the face mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so they don't you know you don't have to like do a little beard treatment with them uh you can but mm -hmm. no they work around it so yeah i mean it's not saying like oh since guy you know since guides have beards they don't need to take care of their skin no get that ag eye cream get that sunscreen in their life yeah and get they that need to take care of their eyes even more because their beard is covering half their face so we want to make their sure their beard comes off and they have a baby face and then yes. their eyes look all <laughs> oh my gosh let's see oh this is just a shout out love you ladies you make my commute so much better oh well thank you 
Um, still waiting on that billion dollar deal from Spotify. Uh, you got to like re- uh, and call me daddy. More juicy details. No, in. I got no, 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 no. <laughs> um, okay, Aaron, this is interesting. I feel this is kind of a blanket statement. This woman says, "What's the growing amount of women getting neck acne all of a sudden?" Hmm. I mean, I've been seeing neck acne for fifteen years. I was going to say, I'm like, neck acne is nothing new. No, neck 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 knee neck knee. Yeah, chest, neck, back. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some like hormonal component that comes into it. Mm-hmm. Men get a lot of neck acne because they shave the lower part of their of their scalp that goes into their neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a condition that it almost looks like little keloids on the neck called Ooh. acne keloidalis nuke. That's usually more in like black men. But yeah, no, it's just, it's just been around. And you know what happens? What is there's a term for a condition? Say like you're pregnant and you look and it seems like everyone is pregnant around you. Or say you want to buy a BMW, you feel like there's so many BMWs around you. They keep driving around you. Exactly. When you notice you have neck acne, then you're noticing everyone's else neck acne. So it's been around you, yeah, just as much. But no, it's been around. It's but yeah. body head to toe, head to toe. But you can there's treatments just like you treat your face, you can treat your neck as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, exactly. Oh, I love this question. You're probably so sick of answering this. Is it normal for Botox to wear off after one month? Mm. Well, there's no normal, right? Let's Mm. talk about averages. So on average, Botox or Dysport will be really tight for about two months. And that third, third to fourth months, or actually like second to fourth month, you're seeing a more significant drop off. So you're going to feel extra tight that, that first month or two. But if it's wearing off, like fully wearing off after a month, no, you probably need more units. You're probably not being dosed enough. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it just doesn't last as long. I have a handful of patients where no matter how much high of dose we put in, we just can't get it to stick very well. Um, but more likely it's just the you're you're thinking you're wearing off, but you're just starting to move. Like what I always do when my patients come back at like six weeks, like it's totally worn off. I pull up their original before photo. I'm like, no, look at this is worn off. Like you just forgot how like bad your face was before. <laughs> like to be frank, yeah. you're not used to it moving this much. So no, you're having like 40% of your movement has come back. So this is fine. Movement is not the enemy. Movement to make wrinkles is what we don't want to see. Also, I think you should mention that sometimes people go in with an idea that they're like, I only have $200 budget for my Botox. Yes. And so the injector is in between a rock and a hard place because they want to nail this client and they want to like give them, you know, what they want, but they underserve them and they undertreat them. Yes. So you only put in a limited amount of units and they actually need way more. And so it wasn't enough to begin with. Yes. And so, you know, you could like, you might be like, oh, this chick dosed me, you know, like she watered down her Botox, which by the way, doesn't happen. <laughs> like when people are like, oh, you watered it down. It's like, no, you were just too cheap to get actually the, the true amount that you needed. You yes. needed $400 worth of Botox, but you all, you were adamant about only spending 200. Well, guess what? You left undertreated. So that's why you think it wore off because you didn't have enough to begin with. Exactly. And our office is really good about explaining that to you. Like mm-hmm. if you do have a $200 budget, we are not treating three areas on your face. We're not treating two areas on your face. We might treat one, but we will be like, this is not enough. You are going to get subpar results. Just your right crow's feet, you not your left. <laughs> Imagine she's like, I could only afford it one at a time. So like her right crow's feet are completely gone. And she has cracking left crow's feet. <laughs> Whatever side, like. She's like, that's my good side. Say, yeah, All her right? selfies are like just on the left side. What the hell? And she turns around and it's like, ah. <laughs> no, but what is it? Listen to your injector. And if they tell you you need something, I'll be like, look, don't buy it today. Save your money. 
come back your next pay period and do the full thing. Otherwise, you're going to be disappointed. Like, yeah. why are you going to waste this money on this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, Megan, let's ask you a question here. OK, you are always talking about your other business associates. <laughs> and I know you're not talking about OnlyFans. So what are you up to? <laughs> How do you know I finally haven't gotten my OnlyFans popping yet? Huh? How do you know that? No, I definitely not. I'm too scared. Um, yeah, so what are you up to these days? So yeah, I just do a lot of like, I'm a hustler. So, you know, Aaron and I have the treatment and it's pretty much running itself. Aaron has done an amazing job at building out a team to take care of it. So I do project managing for a couple of other ventures that are more music related and it's been really fun. So I like, I still do Mondays with Megan, as you guys all know, and I still show up to events and I still pop in to get lasers and all sorts of treatments and filler and stuff like that. Yeah, Megan will never leave me because I have her... <laughs> I will always have at least a pinky in the biz because (laughs) I'm like, I need filler. Like I can't imagine paying for Botox and filler ever in my life. You know, like I'm just, I, I hope we stay friends forever, Aaron, because I need that (laughs) stuff. But yeah, I do. um, I do project managing. I DJ a little bit too, but I'm much more selective about my gigs. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm a great organizer. I'm, I'm definitely like hospitality is my thing. So I try to bring that into whatever I do. So yeah, just in a very, very, very vague way, I am project managing for a couple of other ventures right now that allows me, and I could do it from anywhere. So I could do it from Mexico or my couch in LA, or if I got to do a meeting at Aaron's and then I got to work on my other stuff. So I got like three pots cooking right now. Get it girl. Which is my use. I have to tell you, I had a um, patient. He was from Vegas. He was Mm -hmm. visiting his sister and he like runs hotels in Mexico. Like he's like in the hospitality industry. Mm. And he was like, he had definitely d- does a lot of injectables elsewhere, but he was there and he was like, oh, I'll do some disport. But he was really cool. And I was like, oh yeah, what do you do? And he's like, how asking questions about the business. I'm like, we try to run it more hospitality than medical. He's like, everyone who's I've encountered has asked me if I wanted something to drink. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. And um, that's, that's why my know. MAs are crazy. Where I'm like, did you ask them if they want coffee? Do you yeah. want coffee? Do you want tea? Do they want water? Yeah. But it makes a difference. Exactly. It does. Coming from a guy who has a background in hospitality. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So your little touches, Megan, people are noticing. Yes. Okay. This is an interesting one. I don't know if this is a scandalous question, but Aaron, do you ever prescribe yourself things I'm a PA and I'm tempted to write myself Latisse. Uh, well, ethically, no, you cannot prescribe yourself medication, mm-hmm. but I am blessed that I work with a lot of other providers. So I make them diagnose me and prescribe appropriately. There you go. Okay. So I didn't know that. I thought you could just prescribe yourself so, all the Valtrex you needed. All the Norcos. <laughs> no. Gosh. All the Vikes, all the, all the Quaaludes. Do people even use Quaaludes anymore? That's some old school drug shit. I don't think so. I hear they were a thing. They were like, great. Ludes back in the (laughs) 70s, the dead. Uh, Our one one, uh, listener, Wendy, will be like, yeah. That's that's her era. Um, Okay. Uh, Okay. I got one for you. You got one for me? Okay. Megan, how do you not lose motivation and you navigate through life in your 20s? Oh, honey. Your 20s. Your 20s, when you're in your 20s, you are just getting started. Mm -hmm. Like you're just getting wet. Like you are barely even into life yet. And if you, in your 20s, you can like party hard and work hard. Like I didn't party too much, like enough to be like, I could barely sleep and make it and just drink a lot of coffee and sort it out. But if you, what helped me in my 20s was I found something I really wanted to do, which was hospitality. Like that was it. That was the game changer. Up until then, I was taking dumb prereqs that meant nothing to me. It was a slog. It was boring. And then I found what I wanted to do. And my counselor was like, do you, what would you do for free? And I was like, travel to hotels and 
stay at hotels and live in hotels. And she's like, cool. It sounds like you should do the hospitality track. And I was like, brilliant. So for me, I felt motivated once I knew what I wanted to do. So if you're losing motivation, you need to ask yourself, what are you doing each day to sort that out? So are you shadowing somebody in a field that you're curious about? Like maybe you want to, maybe you're thinking about going to cosmetology school. So why don't you ask your friend's cousin if you could give her foils while she's doing hair on a Saturday, you know, like, or maybe you want to be an accountant because they make hella money, you know, like maybe you can go take accounting classes or something like that. Like you got to put in the work, like we had mentioned before, you know, like if you're already losing motivation when you're in your twenties, girl, Mm-mm. drink some coffee go to some after school classes, you know, after work classes and just ask yourself, what would your dream be? If your dream would be, I want to be a tattoo artist, then go be an an intern, Mm -hmm. you know, like go be an apprentice at a tattoo shop. If you want to be a butcher, if you want to be like, there's nothing too crazy because otherwise if you, if you don't want to give a shot at your dream job and then you proceed in your life doing something completely different, you're going to regret it. So it's better to just figure out that you don't like it or that you suck at it early on and then go and be a CPA. Yeah. You know, or like maybe your dream job is to be a CPA, which is great to me. Like the idea of being chained to a desk, crunching numbers, I'd rather live on an oil rig <laughs> and like be an oil rigger by myself 20 days out of the month, you know? <sighs> so just find that spark girlfriend, really just like ask yourself, what would be your dream job? And nothing is too silly. If you want to be a Disney princess, Go intern with Disney. Do it. You know, just figure it out. Hey, Elle, what would you do for free for the rest of your life? What do you mean free? Like if you had a job and they didn't pay you, but you loved it, what would you do? Bake. Bake. There you go. Bake. Boom. Elle's going to own a bakery. She's going to be a baker. That's it. If you really really love to bake, I mean, it's just like you got to take action. Mm -hmm. You can't think your way into a new job or into a new career or in motivation. You got to put one foot in front of the other. Yep. That's my Ted talk. Okay. So Aaron, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. How do you get rid of Milia on the eyelids? My 20 year old son has about three of them. What is Milia? First of all, Milia are clogged oil glands without an opening. A blackhead is an, an open oil gland or pore, I should say, like an open pore where Amelia is a closed pore. So what it needs, it needs to be pierced. And eyelids are actually tough because anywhere else in the skin, we can poke it and press it out with what's called the comedone extractor. Mm -hmm. But think about it. If you press hard on an eyelid, what's underneath your eyelid? Oh, an eyeball. An eyeball. It's squishy. It moves around. So what we do is that we typically cauterize those. So if you're tough, I usually just, I will just take the cautery, zap them, and they'll scab up and fall off. It's not bad at all. You don't need numbing cream. But I have some people that are sensitive. And when you're sensitive, you move and you twist. So then I have to numb your eyelid. And so it can bruise the eyelid and cause eyelid to feel a little heavy for like half an hour. So it just, I mean, we can take care of it. We just have to like do it in office. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. So is there something he could put on it topically to get rid of it? No. Yeah. I mean, it'll go away eventually, probably, but they can last for a long time. Yeah. Tell tell your son to watch this. If your son was 10 years old, he is stuck with those. Because no one's going to cauterize a 10-year-old eyelid for a cosmetic purpose. Okay, mm. Everyone will come in and it bugs the crap out of moms, Millie on kids' faces. Just like acceptance. Like frozen. Yes. Let it go. Let it go. The little Melia. Just let him live his life. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Aaron. Okay. <laughs> let me look here. Oh, I, I like this one. Hmm. Let's. Because it goes back to kind of like this, this misconception. So I'm new to injectables and I'm afraid Botox will make me look stiff. How many Ooh. units is too much? <gasps> like the toxic level? No. Yeah. Like I nothing's too much. Straight up. I was like, 
how much Botox equation? in me would kill me? There's an equation for the toxic level, but don't worry. Like, like you could do. I asked you. I was like, Aaron, I need my forehead, my crow's oh feet, my lip, we lip do my bottles, chin. Bottles, bottles, vials of patients in uh, medical patients, like patients, like migraines. children with like migraine, cerebral palsy, yeah. MS. So no, you're like it is not the amount of units, but the placement of the unit. So you can make someone look fake with half the units of what it takes for someone to look good. So don't even trip on units. Don't trip on it. Yeah, it's not that much. It's not that end all be all is like the number, you know, because how many units do you put in me? 120 disport? <laughs> oh, God, no, like 300. Like when arm armpits too? Yeah, like in my face, oh, people like might be two like... two vials to like 600 units. <laughs> crazy, dude. You, you know, like, and you think I don't look fake. I don't have hooded eyes. Like no. I have a brow But arch. we treat your neck, your chin. Your eyes, your nose, your frown, your forehead, mm-hmm. your armpits. So we treat lots of air, different areas. Yeah. So I think this girl, what I hear in this question is like, my homegirl got 50 units of Botox in her forehead. Is that too much? Or should I get 50? I, I, I don't know. Like, come in for an evaluation. I know. Exactly. Well, it's like, how many units is too much that you can't answer that question? There because is no too much. You might have a big ass forehead. No, well... There, yeah, you can't. It's too much. Doesn't make you look fake. I can make you look fake with sixteen units of Botox, and I can make you look bomb with fifty units of Botox. Mm-hmm. So it's not too much. It's it's all about the placement. Yeah. So Miss Newbie, don't be afraid. If you're really afraid, if if you don't live in Southern California, you can't come and see us. Ask around your friends. What I recommend doing if you're afraid, just treat one one area. Start with your frown muscle. Start with your frown lines. That's easy. No really downside to it. It's the third it. eye wrinkle. Exactly. It's the, one, the, the anger line. Yeah, if you 11s. can't frown, who cares? It's going to lift your eyebrows up. Just do that. And then if you like that, come back two weeks later and treat the rest of your face. Mm-hmm. Step by step. A good little dip. Well, dang, we even have some more questions left after this, but I think we should wrap it up here because I'm hungry. You're hungry? I'm hungry. You're ready for New Year's too? <laughs> that New Year's kiss maybe oh, coming your way? I don't know. I got one day to figure it out. But thank you guys so much for listening. Happy New Year. And um, yeah, you can always ask us questions in the DM and we'll add it to our next episode. All right, guys. See you next year. Take next care. Week. Happy New Year's. Bye. Gong hei fa choi. Bye.